Hello, you're listening to the How'd We Get Here podcast. I'm Morris in Ann Arbor, Michigan, with Chad in Las Vegas, Nevada. No. Nope. That's wrong. Yeah. Oh. Nevada. <laughs> fix it. Nevada. All right. Hi. Week two. How's it going? Um, it's going. Uh, welcome to week two. Yeah. We've got big plans now. We've all figured out. I think this went much quicker. The setup went much quicker than the last time. Right, so we can talk for six hours this time. Yeah, and not fuddle futz around with everything for half an hour. Until you find out later that it's all messed up. <laughs> so do you want to talk about anything before we get to the, the, the main meat of the podcast? Um, I, I have no topics, no. Um, I was going to ask you about what uh, that word was that you just texted me, but. What word? Um, keto. You don't know what keto is? Mm-mm. I think it's short for ketogenesis or something like that. What Ketostasis? That Basically, to me, it means no carbs. Oh. High fat, high fat, high protein. Is it like uh, something you have or a choice you make? Oh, it's not a disease. (laughs) It's not a disease. It's a keto. Oh, it's ketogenic, ketogenic diet. So it would be like a vegetarian diet. Yeah, but except it's a lot of meat. The opposite of a vegetarian diet. It's high fat, high protein. So So why can't you cook that for your wife, your beautiful wife who gave you a daughter? because, Because when I cook, I use a lot of carbs. But just know that you can't use carbs, and then you don't use carbs. But then there's no food. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's not even that's not even true. So when I made dinner, it used to just be roasted broccoli and like black pepper on it, and maybe some bell peppers, and that was dinner because I believe in not having to eat a lot for dinner. But she gets very hungry, and so she makes very high fat, high protein dinners. But you, you partake in them still. I eat them because she won't eat my dinners. Hmm. Okay. See how that works. (laughs) But the thinking is that I don't need, so there's two lines of thinking here is that I don't need a lot of food to go to sleep. Basically I'll eat when I wake up in the morning. Okay. But she has done a lot of research on this ketogenic diet and it shows that, and it actually, I mean, I've seen her go through the results and she's managed to lose a lot of weight and actually feels, has a lot more energy during the day. And you just don't buy it? I need carbs, whereas she, because I run a lot, so I need carbs, whereas she does, but not to that extent. Gotcha. Uh, so yeah. what is your breakfast like? My breakfast involves either cereal or oatmeal. Oh. And usually oatmeal has a lot of peanut butter and jelly involved. Okay. I thought it was she doesn't eat breakfast. No. She doesn't eat breakfast. She fasts. She also does intermittent fasting. Does that mean intermittently throughout the day? Or like nope. it, a day? It means she month. stops... She, she stops eating from 8 p.m. and does not eat, tries to not eat again until I think noon every day. Okay. So and she's that's doing part coffee. of that diet. 
No, I think she, I think people do them together frequently, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's part of it. I think she combined them. You know where the word breakfast came from? Breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Did you think you were going to stump me with that one? No, I was just like, everybody fast, like at night. No, but so she's managed to lose like a lot of weight from it and actually has gotten like tone from it. And she wasn't doing that before with like calorie restriction diets. Right. And she gets to eat bacon. <laughs> That's all that matters. Every There's a lot of bacon and, and steaks and chicken involved. All right. So you, um, you guys don't eat you guys don't eat meat, so you wouldn't be able to do it. Right. We're 100 You would just basically hard. die. All right. You would just die at that point. Right. I would lose so much weight, though, if I died. But that's because also they hide sugar and everything. There's also no sugar in ketogenic diets. Uh, so, so it's if a you lot look of at like food natural labels. foods then. Uh, yeah. No process. If you look at... If you look at the labels of things, they hide a lot of sugar in a lot of things, and that's why everyone has diabetes. Yeah. You know, the thing that made me the saddest is how much sugar is in cereal, actually. Even, like, yes. the bland cereals are just full of sugar. Right. right. Like, yeah, like, I'm sure Cheerios has tons of sugar in it. Yeah, it does. It's very sad. I think she stopped buying certain things because things that, like, don't shouldn't have sugar in it had it. We like shoot, it would have some form of sugar or like fake sugar in it, which is even worse for you. Right. Well, I'll, uh, so, yeah. So there's the dieting part portion of the podcast. <laughs> we uh, this podcast is about giving really bad financial advice and uh, really <laughs> iffy uh, health health tips. Scientifically backed health tips. Oh yes, because any. You can find scientific evidence for like any diet, any stupid diet that they've invented. But this has worked. I've seen this work. Right. I'm the. the so there you go. I, I can't even think of one of the other ones, but those all worked too. <laughs> no, but this is sustainable. That's the thing. Uh, okay. Like she's like Melissa has just managed to like live normally now. She doesn't feel the need that she, she doesn't feel like she wants Doritos or anything like that. In fact, if she tries to eat anything that has a lot of sugar, she actually gets sick. Oh. She actually has given herself a, a gluten allergy, I say. So the keto diet is just poisons you. I think it makes your body go back to normal. It unpoisons you. To, right. Yeah. And then once you get to that stuff, you're like, mom, I don't want this anymore. What is- I don't feel that way, though. I still eat a ton of sugar and processed sugar. I'm going to eat Doritos tonight just for her. Sometimes I do. <laughs> so she doesn't mind that you don't follow her diet? No, because she knows that I run a lot. So I, if I, so I wouldn't be able to run. I don't think I would be able to run as much as I do if I followed that diet. Because gotcha. I just wouldn't have the carbohydrates to like fuel me, basically. And you refuse to run less. Well, I'm not. Otherwise, I'd just get. I think I would just get fat, or I would get hungry, and then just binge eat. Yeah, yeah, that's the best. I I like to just I, I run excessively, and then I eat excessively, or okay. I, I try not to. But yeah, like I ate an entire DiGiorno's pizza the other night. That was really good. Yeah, 
Those are really good. Our first international pizza day. Uh, it was. I had a frozen pizza night. Oh, were you like yeah. home alone? So you got to do whatever you want. Yes. Nice. Right. And that's called yeah, frozen. Pretty much the night now. Yeah. Pretty much. What do you? What the journals do you get? I think it was. <laughs> I think it was the three meat pizza. Oh, gross. All right. Did you ever? Did you ever look at the box of those? On the back. Um, I don't know. Tell me why. One serving. One serving size is a sixth of a pizza. Yeah. Have you ever eaten a sixth of a pizza? Uh, I just fold it in half and eat it in one bite. <laughs> the entire pizza. Yeah, the pizza. So you just you just make it a you just make a calzone basically. Right. Because then it's it's it takes half the time to eat. Are you in a rush? Yeah, and then I can go play with magic cards and stuff. Oh. So you get you basically eat 1800 calories in half the time. Yeah. So this is what happened when like I didn't date for a really long time and then I started dating and the biggest change was now I have to split my pizzas. <laughs> she won't let me get two pizzas. We have to share one pizza. Frozen. Have you gotten? Have you gotten? Have you gotten thinner? I don't think so. Because you don't eat pizza every day, so you're not having the cal- calories intake every day. I need those calories to play with magic cards. Now I'm just tired. All That's the a good point. <laughs> you should you should try getting rid of the sugar. Do you drink coffee? You should drink coffee. Uh, yeah, I'm drinking coffee right now, actually. Seriously? Yeah, it was a bad idea. At 5.45 p.m. Central West Coast time, yeah, you're I, drinking regular coffee? I drink coffee after like 8 a.m. I'm up all night. What? <laughs> How does that work? If I drink coffee after like 2 p.m., I'm up all night. I know, but mine was funnier. Yeah, it's terrible. No, I usually I drink coffee in the morning, but I was just feeling like I needed some warmth. Warmth. Oh. You should you can just get um, decaf. We drink a lot of tea in this house, but I I can't do that. I didn't want to take the time to heat up the water and stuff. So, it's, tea's gross. I only drink that if I'm sick, and that's reluctantly. There's some really good tasting teas. Uh, they all taste like grass. No, there's like a cinnamon, cinnamon something one, apple cinnamon. Bet it doesn't taste like apple pie. No, it tastes like cinnamon though. Cinnamon, like, is so powerful of a flavor that it kind of overrides everything. I, I, I still have a feeling it doesn't taste like what it should taste like. <laughs> it doesn't taste like juice. It's not like apple juice. Yeah. Right. And it, and it looks like it, and it should. Right. I, if you put a ton of sugar in it, it would, I guess, technically. But then and you might as well just drink coffee at that yeah. point. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that was fun catching up. Yeah. Let's cut. Let's get to it. I like how we don't talk at all during the week, so we have to get everything out. I think it's a good system. Yeah. Considering we went like Just, eight years without talking. Yeah. Talking every week. So we should have like eight years worth of content. Right. Well, I just told you my whole pizza life, so that's up most of that eight years. I'm pretty sure I have much more pizza stories to share. Okay. 
that'll be an episode, just pizza stories. Yeah. Are you, are you ready to be, are you ready to be interviewed? I am. Yes. With some, some hard hitting questions. Yeah, I'm really nervous actually now that I'm thinking about it. Actually, there's no hard hitting questions. I think I went really broad to get you to, to not talk. Okay. All right. Let's find So number, number one on my list. Number one question. Yep. Were you born, were you born six feet tall? <laughs> <laughs> like if I was like seven feet tall or something, like that would be an interesting question, but I'm just like a little bit above average height. You're what? Six feet one. Yeah. Average is not six feet. Average is like five eight, five seven. Uh, right. I think you need to look that one up. I know I made it up, but it sounds really convincing. All right. Um, All right. I I was not a big baby, as far as I know. <laughs> but I got I got all very fast. When did that happen? When did the growth spurt happen? Uh, average for white males is five foot ten. Huh. See, I wasn't that far off then. No, because you were uh, you were not taking into account the fact that I'm white. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I would. Um, I think by in the in middle school by seventh grade, maybe I was six foot tall. See, that's really fast. Yes, I don't think that happens for most people. No, I was a. Uh, I got the nick- nickname Big Boy because of it. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Did it, who called you Big Boy? So it was a basketball coach gave me that. You played basketball. I played a lot of basketball. Yeah. All right. So the height, right, coincided with. Did you always play sports, or did that coincide with the growth spurt? Uh, no, I was always a sports kid. So what did you play? I know you played baseball. Yeah, mostly baseball, and I or and then a lot, a ton of basketball. You don't strike me as a basketball person. Um, actually, I I was I was a good team player. <laughs> I was a good defender. <laughs> I always did. I did like summer camps and stuff, and I always won awards for like best defensive player and stuff like that. I was like Dennis Rodman because you were the center. Yeah. And I was like just pulling down rebounds. Everyone else, so it makes it very. You just throwing up. You're boxing everyone out, pulling down rebounds. Yeah, so I was never like a high scorer, but um, lots of rebounds, block shots. The last, um, the last year I played basketball was my freshman year of uh, high school, and if they would have kept the stat, we had like there was like five kids, and they played the whole game on varsity and I was like the only person on the bench and uh but I would get to come in like to give someone a break every once in a while and uh, if they would have kept my stats I would have had the highest shooting percentage in the city because you took one shot yeah and it took till the last game of the season for me to get enough you had to have like two shots per game or whatever like average Oh, to qualify yeah. for the, the record. So it took me till the last game of the season to even like qualify. But then they, it turned out they weren't keeping my stats. But my dad was keeping all my stats. So that's how it. 
But you played, you were on the bench as a freshman, right? Yeah, I was on the varsity bench as a freshman, and I begged to go to junior varsity so I could play. Oh, you were on varsity. You weren't even on junior varsity. Right. Was that because of your height? I mean, I was a good basketball player. I can't picture this. We're like a six foot tall white kid in Texas. Is there a photographic, like, is there a photograph of this? Yeah. I'm sure. I, I don't think I have. I think that needs to be the cover of okay. the podcast. We'll work on it. Because <laughs> I was also like a little chubby and wore like glasses that were always like broken and stuff because I never could take care of my stuff. So I was like a chubby white kid. Like people, uh, people were amazed that I could play basketball. Could you, you like dribble like did you ever dribble the ball no offensively uh i mean i could i was like a a post player though so that wasn't my role so like they would dump the ball under the net you'd be there you'd maybe dribble once and then go for the shot i'm trying to think i think the kid so it was kids that had played basketball their whole lives and it was like five or six of them um they had all played together like growing up since they were kids and they literally like the coach couldn't put an offensive system in. They just like ran their own offense. So when I was in there, it was just like stay out of their way. But then I would get all the rebounds and stuff. So it sounds like the coach didn't do a good job. No, he wasn't really a basketball coach. So were you competitive? Um, something like snapped in like in my life my freshman year because I hated basketball like after that. So I never like, I stopped going to, I grew up in San Antonio. I stopped going to Spurs games. I stopped playing basketball. It just like ended very abruptly. So that was after, so like while you played basketball, were you competitive? Did you care if you won or not? Oh yeah. I, um, that was eighth grade. I got kicked out of a game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the, the, uh, that's actually, it was, uh, it was like a summer league thing. I think it was summer or like a, it was like not during the regular basketball season. It was like a special basketball league. Something you went out of your way to go do. Yeah. And they like put these teams together. And so each team had like an older good person and then a younger good person and then a bunch of scrubs. So like every team had one good person or two good people. And so I was the the older good person and a kid named Seth Johnston was the younger good person. Yeah. And we were playing against a guy like I wasn't like, I couldn't run up and down the court and like dribble and stuff. Like I was very stationary, but the other good, the good person we were playing against was like super good at that stuff. So I like couldn't keep up with him. I just gave up. Um, and I would just like, he would like come at me and I would just get out of his way and let him do a layup. <laughs> I like didn't care. And I was like not having fun. And then the other kid, the other good kid on our team, Seth, he like got mad at me for not trying. And so I screamed, I screamed something at him <laughs> and then I got kicked out of the game. So I was got in a fight with my own player. Uh, it's like the bad news bears. Yeah. But the best part of that story is Seth Johnson went on to like 
he was on the uh, the UT baseball national championship team in the early 2000s, and he got drafted by the Yankees. What? <laughs> yeah, or maybe not the Yankees. He got drafted. He played. Uh, I don't. Th- he never made it to the pros, but he was like on AAA for a long time. That's interesting. Yeah. So he got into a fight with a AAA baseball player. Yeah, I, I, and I played baseball with that kid too. And there was one year where uh, our team had him and another guy that ended up making it to the majors. Who? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, his name was Logan Kensing. He was like a relief player. Oh, I thought you were going to say Logan Morrison. <laughs> that would be awesome. That kid. You got to think of people that are our age. That our age. <laughs> yeah. Who basically are all retired at this point. Yeah. So yeah, Seth Johnson's out of baseball since 2009, but he was like triple A, double A. He signed like a pretty good run. um, He was like a top pick out of uh, UT. Where is that? I mean, I think triple A baseball players make a pretty decent living. Yeah. I think like if you make it to the majors and then get sent back down, like you're set. But if you, you never still get paid it. the major league salary, yeah. Well, he was drafted in the seventh round. Oh no, that was the year before. Then the fifth round in two thousand five by the Padres. So he he moved up. Yeah, he like went. I guess he went back to school for a senior year, and then they won the uh, national championship. You decided to get into a fight with him. Yeah, had I known then. Did you not get kicked out of the entire team? Just Um, you got kicked out for the game? Yeah, I got kicked out for the game. And yeah, nothing. I don't like I just went to the other gym and like my parents stayed for the whole game, I think. And I I didn't (laughs) think that I was in trouble. I was (laughs) I just went and sat in the other gym. And did you get what did your parents say to you after? Yeah, so one of the my mom's like techniques was I had to write letters all the time. So I had to write a letter to every parent that was in the stands for like and apologize. I had to do that a couple of times. How many letters did you write? I can't, it was a lot. And they were all different or were they all basically the same? It wasn't like I like had to handwrite each one, but they all said the same thing. Probably. Yeah. That is it. And then she made you hand them out? I can't remember if... I can't remember if... Yeah, she must have. Because that would have been the end of the... uh, Like, that would have been the end of the punishment to have to, like, go and face all those parents. That is amazing. I don't even think I could come up with something like that. Wait, as a punishment? Or the the letter? Yeah. Yeah. As a punishment. In case you have a boy. You won't have to use it with a girl. Not unless she plays basketball and picks fights with her own teammates. Yeah. I mean, I got, yeah, I did that a few times. I got kicked out of a baseball game too and I had to do that. For the same thing? Um, no, I wasn't fighting. I, I got picked off at first and slammed my helmet and got kicked out. <laughs> then, By the ref or the young? Yeah. And uh, then it made our team only have eight people, so we had to forfeit. That was not a good baseball. Wait, you only had 
your team had no one on the bench. Yeah. You just played the entire game. What happened if someone got hurt? Yeah, we would have had a forfeit. Like we that what was kind of baseball? like we couldn't get anybody to show up. That was bad. What kind of baseball team was this? It was Little League. Oh. It's so weird to think of Little League cuz like it stopped when I went to high school. So you're done with Little League when you're like 13 or 14, right? So well, then you, you play Babe Ruth, don't you? Or did they not have that in Texas? Yeah. I don't know anything well, about that. In Texas, everyone's playing football, right? Is that why you didn't have anyone playing baseball? No, because baseball season, they don't they don't overlap at all. That's true. Baseball is like the summer thing. So, like, you just end up with a team where, like, the parents take the kids on vacation and stuff and, like, miss two weeks of the season. It was that kind and of... And then you can't... And then you can't play. Yeah. So then all of these these competitive outbursts. Yeah. And then all the punishment. What yeah. happened to the competitiveness? Maybe that that was it. Like, well, I played base, baseball all through high school. So. Um, As well, what probably, did you play there? Hmm. What did you play? Like what position? Position. Um, yeah. I was the catcher. Unless I was the pitcher. Unless the first base, I would play. I played first baseman, shortstop, catcher, and pitcher, depending who was pitching. And, and did you ever not have enough kids, and then you had to pitch to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> um, not in high school. No, it wasn't like. So that. was this like a legitimate? So this was more legitimate than little league. Yeah, it was more organized. Yeah, for sure. We, uh, I went to a small school, so it wasn't like a good program or anything. So you didn't get drafted by okay. Boston College? No. You didn't get recruited? No. My uh, coach in high school knew the BC uh, baseball coach, though. And he said it, he could give me a tryout. Did you even bother to try out? I can't even picture no. you playing baseball in college. No. I, that was another thing. As soon as I decided I was done, it was just like over. I can't picture this. He, he thought I could be like a third string catcher in college. That was what he, like, I would have to work really hard to be like a bullpen catcher. So, and you were like, F this. I wasn't, even if he would have been like, he'll be a superstar. I was like over it. But so the Chad I know was <laughs> goth and Marilyn Manson, not baseball and basketball. Yeah. So like, I remember in high school baseball, like I had to wear an undershirt. It was black. So I'd always wear like my Manson undershirt or my Manson shirt as an undershirt. And that was your thing. Yeah. So I was into it at the same time as I was. So there was an overlapping period. Yep. But then when did, when did Manson happen? When did goth happen? I mean, when was the first time I was 16 the first time I like saw Manson. So junior I remember trying to buy tickets. Junior year or sophomore year? Junior. No. It would have been sophomore year probably. Okay. I got tickets through Ticketmaster. We had to go wait in a line at a drugstore to get (laughs) Ticketmaster. I think I've had to wait in line at a Strawberries for concert tickets in 1996 or 1997. That's about when it would have been. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so that was when, so you managed to stay into that and also into sports, which. Yeah, it was was just baseball at that point. Well, you were still baseball. It was still into baseball. Yeah. And I would do like fall baseball, winter baseball. I played baseball like year round and. But those two worlds never collided. Really? No. Not a lot of goth kids that are into baseball. No, not a lot. I do remember, so the high school I would have gone to if I didn't go to a private school is like a factory, a baseball factory kind of school um, in Texas. And at, some, at some point, baseball, was was that like a legitimate thing for you to like become a baseball player? Um, I don't think it ever got to that point. I would have had to stay in that public school and then it would have like – that's what I would have gone to school to do would to be like be an athlete and try to be an athlete. Um, but I remember a kid, he was like super talented baseball player, like definitely going to be drafted, but he got super into drugs. So I think that world um, collides with the athletic world a lot, especially with like 17 and 18 year olds. Oh, Maybe that's not true. The music world though. Right, but that's what, that's what I was getting at, is that at, at Revere High, there were no goth kids that also played sports. It was, like, usually mutually exclusive. Yeah. There were no jock goth kids. <laughs> I mean, I also, I like, I wore uniforms to high school, so I had, like, a strict dress code, so it wasn't like I was dressing up all day and then, like, switching into my baseball clothes. You never skirted the uniforms? No, I I had them. I yeah, I did a lot. <laughs> they like made new rules for me. Nice. See, that's your that's your impact. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, the great question. Yeah. All right. So then, so then, fast forward. Okay. To college, which the the goth phase continued, right? Yeah, I got a little better. And then after college, right? It didn't continue anymore, right? Um, it didn't. I I would have to probably not. No. I. Yeah, I mean, I still like the music, but I no, I was going to shows and stuff, so I don't know. I just you had to get a I had to get a job, so I wasn't like dressing up like a weirdo to go to my job. <laughs> But then at some point, and you mentioned this in the first episode, is that you started figuring things figuring things out at some point. And that was when you decided to pay your student loans on time and you cared about your credit score. I mean, I still like weird music, though. Right. But then what happened there? What, what clicked? Like, mm-hmm. at the same time when you decided to not be as competitive with sports, what clicked here? Honestly, well, okay, so I moved to Los Angeles to be a photographer which is and, a pretty big step. Uh, yeah. F- just from Santa Barbara. So just down the street. But um, the time when I was like homeless and like living on Brad's floor and stuff, um, I my student loans were like in whatever the mode's called where you're not paying them. Oh, you were in default? No. So I had like permission or whatever. Oh, you were forgiven or something? It was like I deferment. Should know this. deferment. 
Yes, deferment. Okay. It sounds like a military thing, right? Yeah. Um, so I used up. <laughs> I used up all that time. Oh, you ran out. Yeah. So as soon as my time was up, like I had no choice but to start paying. And that was when you were like, I need to know what my credit score is. I don't know if I cared about my credit score even then. <laughs> um, yeah, because remember I said like I made a late payment like seven years ago. Right. So ago, October. At that point, yes. I didn't care. And when I missed the payment, I wasn't like, oh, no, my credit. <laughs> you just wanted to make the payment. Right. I think the first time I started thinking about my credit score was when like my discover card started telling me my credit score, even though that's not like a hundred percent accurate, it gives you like the idea. It's close enough. Yeah. So as soon as I could see it all the time, be like, Ooh, this is a fun game. Like, let's see how high I can get this. <laughs> so then you started paying. So when your deferment ran out, that was when you were like, I have to get a job. Or did you already have a job? Um, I I had a job. I they just I just started paying. Um, so it wasn't like it was a difficult transition. You just you had a job and you started paying it. Right. Yeah. No. Except for that part when you said you were homeless. <laughs> yeah, that was before I was paying though. Oh, so you managed to get by though. How were you that, homeless when you weren't paying your was, loans? That doesn't make sense. I didn't have a job. So I was homeless when I was, uh, I was supposed to be working on my thesis. Nothing good comes so out of I was that. technically in school and technically not in school because I wasn't taking classes. So I wasn't getting like student loans anymore. And I wasn't looking for a job. I was just trying to work on my thesis. What were you doing your thesis on? Well, I got my master's degree is in photography, so it was like a project. You have a master's degree? I do. That's pretty impressive. I didn't know that. Yeah, I can teach your kid. You did all of this from Brad's couch. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I had my student loans for the first until I, until I didn't, which is when I was <laughs> working on my thesis. <laughs> So like when I had my student loans, I could afford my own place. Oh, I see. Yeah. And then you couldn't. Right. Do you want to explain who Brad is? Um, I, he went to, I went to photo school with Brad. He's pretty much like Morris, except for white. <laughs> except uh, he's done pretty well for himself and he lives in, what is he? He has his own business now, doesn't he? He's a successful photographer in Denver. Right. I can't say that that's what I do or am at. Um, you, you all have very similar uh, cute senses of humor. Cute senses of humor? Is yeah. that what you said? Similar senses of humor. Oh, I well, that's good my, to know. Yeah, that's why. I think the two times that I hung out with them, we, we got along. Yeah. Um, yeah, he would have fit in like anywhere in my life like the friends i've made i feel like they're all pretty similar and they all have similar personalities and so they'd all get along together yeah i, I think that makes sense you look for the the similar things in people otherwise why would you why would you be friends with them 
What? Yeah, I'm actually senior year of college. I had some different friends. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't oh, yeah. have friends like that, I guess. Oh, you mean Barefoot Magoo? Yeah. <laughs> I like Barefoot Magoo, but I did not continue down that path. That's good. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't be doing this podcast. No, definitely not. I'd be like living in a forest. With the, who's the who's my sophomore year roommate? Ryan. Yes, he was like the king of the barefoot magoos. Yes. Was he really? I always felt like he was the leader of that group. Yeah, I don't think they would say they had a leader. Because they were all leaders. Well, yeah. Nobody. No, they were. None of them were leaders. Oh. But he was definitely the like smelliest of them. So. They were just one giant commune. Right. Yeah, exactly. He's the smelliest of it. And can you imagine like the fact that I lived with him for a semester? Me, yeah, of all people. You should do a, um, a whole episode on that, actually. We can, we can talk about that. <laughs> uh... So then... So then that was like, what? The, uh, 2012, 2011... So the what? The when you when you started paying your loans on time and looking at your credit score, credit score. Um, I probably started paying my loans on time, two thousand twelve or thirteen, and then credit score would be like fifteen. Like fifteen days ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I have an eight hundred. Oh, I win. So then. Recently, you've been doing, you've been looking at like trading card games. Right. And then I saw recently on, I think it was either Facebook or Instagram. I saw Chad Croft. When did that happen? Yeah. So I have a new project um, called the Curious Museum um, where I'm collecting old trading card games and playing them on Twitch. So you used to play with Yu-Gi-Oh cards? In I 2002, did. but then I didn't think that ever went anywhere. Well, it really didn't. Because you played but, it with those kids that you volunteered with. Yeah, exactly. But then then that led me to... Well, actually, I don't know what came first. Because you were already playing Magic. Yeah, that came in you had in played school. earlier. You weren't right. still like actively playing. Right. But then that... Something you didn't care. You didn't care about it at that point. No, like you didn't care. You didn't care when we played it in sophomore year or whatever when we were big nerds. No, but that's when I started buying Harry Potter cards. Because of Magic, or just you just did it separately? No, that had to have been before Yu Gi Oh. <laughs> yes, I think. Yeah. Harry yeah. Potter came sophomore year, and then Yu Gi Oh yeah. was junior year. Because remember, Jeff was buying Buffy cards. And I, I did was not know that. Yeah, I, I didn't know this. Yeah, you knew about like Jeffs was the uh, president of the Angel Fan Club or whatever, right? Yes, I knew that, and that yeah. he wrote for some website. Yeah, it did you didn't keep playing though? Is what I'm saying. No, I didn't. And um, then somehow it came back up. Yeah, I pl- I played Yu-Gi-Oh until like 2005 because I played once in San Antonio after I left college. That's even longer. That's longer than I even thought. I thought you stopped playing Yu-Gi-Oh! like a year later. 
No, because I, I volunteered. I volunteered junior year and then I stayed through senior year. I volunteered like one day a week with the same place. What did you volunteer as? What did you do? It was an after school program in Jamaica Plain. And how did you get into that? Um, it was the... Did someone force you to do it because you got into a fight with another baseball player on your team? <laughs> no, that would have been a good uh, punishment. But maybe you'll remember what the uh, program at BC was. The it, We had to do like religion class. Remember? We oh, had a theology, theology. And a philosophy yep. requirement. But then you could do this other course where... You did oh, like classwork, yes. but then you volunteered. Oh, I didn't do that. I did the one that combined the two and it was called something like visions or something like that or not visions. So I, cause I still had to do like a couple theology classes. Right. Or like not a couple, but like throughout the year it was like split philosophy and theology. And then yes. the rest of the time you were volunteering. So I didn't do that. Yeah, you should have. So you got credit for volunteering then? Yeah. So instead of taking like four classes or whatever, you took two classes worth of classes and then the other two classes worth of volunteering. And then who who did you, what was it? School aged kids? Yeah. Like elementary school kids. What were you supposed to be doing besides playing Yu-Gi-Oh? Um, it was just, it was like summer camp, man. We would oh, do just- homework. We play outside, that kind of stuff. Did you get anything out of it? Like money? No. Did you get like personal fulfillment from helping yeah, underprivileged I children? I did. And um, Jamaica Plain, is it Jamaica Plain or Jamaica Plains? Uh, singular. Yeah. So Jamaica Plain is like an amazing community. And so I would go to like all these super random like restaurants and it was all like, everyone's family like lived together and they would all like work together at the restaurant. It was definitely, it was a different like experience. If you left Chestnut Hill, Brighton and Alston, that's like mm-hmm. a lot of other Boston suburbs and neighborhoods. Right. But for the first two years of being there, I didn't leave those places. <laughs> <laughs> like if you went to Southie or East Boston. Right. And if you went to like even like Dorchester or Roxbury, you'd probably be dead. Well, yeah. I mean, Jamaica Plain wasn't like a nice place. No, but now it's like full of hipsters. Right. And speaking of, that's where Barefoot Magoo lives. Oh? Or he did. Oh. That doesn't even make sense to me. How did he get to school? No, he lives there now. Oh, he does live there now. I thought you said he he didn't live there now. So he how, how there after college? I know. How does he afford the rent? I know he like uh, he does uh, sustainable farming, city farming. So is he just like trading vegetables for his rent? I don't know. I haven't talked to him. Just knew that interesting fact. Facebook stalking. Yeah, um, I'm on a a mailing list. He sends out like a playlist every month. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know what's on it. I don't listen, but um, he was really into music that I like stuck with me. You're building up his his mailing list numbers. 
I'll send. I'll uh, forward it to you so you can check out what he's listening to these yeah, days. Don't don't add me to that list, please. <laughs> so now, now you're now you're in Vegas. You now live, I'm in Vegas. You live with your girlfriend, right? Girlfriend and three cats. Three cats. Oh, that ruined episode seven where I was going to pretend like my cat was my daughter. I mean, you still can do it. Yeah, we can. Still do that. That's fine. And you share a credit card. Right. So this is like a big, like, so from where we started in, in Texas, as you yelling other at other basketball player kids on your team, you've like yeah. made a life for yourself. Um, yeah, I guess so. And what are you doing now in Vegas? Um, I work for a marketing company from home and I have a part-time job at a game store. And then you're also looking for a third job. Uh, looking for a third job to replace my first job. Oh. So then on a typical week, how many hours would you say you work? Um, about 60. That's a lot. Like 55 to 70. That's a lot. Yeah. That's way um, more than I've ever done. So my day job is I work from home. So, so that's like a solid, that's a solid two hours a day. <laughs> I mean, I have tasks. I have to complete my tasks. Yeah. So tasks um, as, as doing what? Updating websites. So and, and then what do you do at the store? I mean, it's like retail, but we also sell, sell on Amazon. So I do a lot of like shipping. And is this like minimum wage? Yeah. I got one raise. Raise? Yeah. 80 cents an hour? The raise was 50 cents, I believe. Nice. Yeah. What is, what's the minimum wage in Vegas? I, I think it's above the minimum wage. I think I make $9 an hour now. I think I started at $8.50. What is the minimum wage in Vegas? Eight? I feel like it's seven fifty. That's not possible. That's, seven, that's like minimum wage from like 2008. I mean, we're not talking about Boston and... I mean, where I am... not talking Boston, New York, or... In Nevada, Ann Arbor, Nevada's Michigan. minimum wage eight twenty-five an hour. Seriously? Yeah. I think in California, minimum wage is like eleven bucks or something. In in Michigan, it was ten. It's ten now. Yeah, I mean, people can't live on eight fifty an hour. But you can there. Is the rent a lot cheaper there? Um. Yeah, like a ton. Oh, that's pretty good. So then you're saving. You're saving big bucks. Yeah, you need to come out and see your house. It's insane. Is it a triple decker? No, Do they don't. Three? I don't think they do basements here. Yeah, because you can't. Because you have no wait. You don't have earthquakes there. What do you have out there? Um, just heat. Yeah, it floods. There's like weird flooding. It's a desert okay. though. Yeah. So like, there's like it's like monsoon season. And then and what then happens? then it just floods man i don't know we haven't seen it yet but then what do you do with your car you don't like doesn't that just mess everything up it's like la they're not prepared for rain so as soon as it rains like everything goes to hell i think it's like a similar thing out here it takes like two inches of rain to like flood everything and then I you could just don't gone. go to work i mean i don't yeah i don't go to you're work like, anyway you have rain days or flood days I maybe so then does Jess works from home too yeah she does 
So you both are home all day. Yep. This is amazing. So how does that work? Um, I have an office and she kind of like roams. She has an office as well, but she uses it to stream, not to work. So you both have offices, like a four bedroom apartment or house? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then do you just stay out of each other's way from the hours of like nine to five? Um, pretty much. Yeah. You just pretend at five o'clock, you both just get home from work. (laughs) So she works like part-time with like set hours. And then the rest of her time is kind of like more casual or like spread out. Like she doesn't have to be somewhere doing something from like one to five, you know? Right. And then she just like leaves. Well, I mean, she just is here. (laughs) She doesn't like leave, but that's interesting. Yeah. So like she does a lot of social media, so like she has to do posts and sometimes there are times. So So she's in front of her computer anyways, even if she wasn't doing work. Right. Correct. This is interesting. It's really not interesting. I'm sure there's a way to make this interesting. I'm not asking the right questions. I've been doing this for 52 minutes already, though. I know. That's impressive. Yeah. I think this is a good spot to to wrap things up. You're going to have to cut like 40 minutes out of this one. (laughs) No way. I'm keeping all of this. I feel like I learned a lot. Yeah, I can't. uh, Did you not know those stories or... Did you just forget them? Did you just let me tell them because it's the no. podcast? No, I knew you played baseball and that was it. I didn't know uh, about basketball. I didn't know about you getting kicked off teams <laughs> and having to write letters. Going back to basketball, uh, Barefoot Magoo is also a very good basketball player. I refuse and, to believe this. Uh, no, we played uh, on upper campus like junior year and like everyone was amazed by us. <laughs> I like amazed by the dribbling, the shooting, the the ball handling. Competent, like you can tell when someone doesn't know how to play basketball, right? Because you don't, because they don't shoot properly. They don't snap their wrist. Yeah, and they don't know how to like dribble properly. Right. So just the fact that we could, but Barefoot Magoo was like he was crazy. He was like all over the place. I feel like I, I, I mean, I played basketball until eighth grade, very like, mm-hmm. not organized, but it was like playground, like heavy, like heavy following basketball. And I feel right. like I could probably handle myself. I, yeah. I don't know how well it would have like translated like six years later. Barefoot Magoo would destroy you. I refuse to believe that. It's just... <laughs> It was pretty, I was pretty, I was amazed by that. Who were you, who were you playing with? It was just like a, like three on three or whatever, whoever who, was like sitting there. Who were the other people? I don't know. Just like kids. Oh, it was when he was, uh, he was a RA on upper campus. Were the other white kids? Well, yeah. I mean, I, bet the I, could school, I, I bet I could school other white kids today. <laughs> And I haven't picked up a basketball that is like regulation size in 15 years. Um, yeah, well, that the like skill always sticks with you. So like even five years after I had stopped playing basketball, like you could still tell that I knew how to play basketball. Yeah. And because people, well. 
Yeah, because I feel like once you learn how to properly shoot a basketball and not like propel it with your shoulder. Yeah, that doesn't you, go away. Right. Yeah. And then you can somewhat competently dribble, probably. Maybe not between your legs, but you could dribble like you knew what you were doing. Yeah. All right. Well, next time I'm in Vegas, we'll have to get a basketball game going. Yeah, we'll uh, break our hips and shit. Do you have a driveway? Um, I mean, it's a short one. We don't have a basketball hoop. I, that's what I was getting at. Can you get one in like your driveway? Where the basketball hoops would be like on the street, you know, those neighborhoods. Yeah, because there's not a lot. There's not a lot of cars going by. Right, and there's like a lot of cul-de-sacs. Well, then we'll do that. We'll go find a hoop in a cul-de-sac. <laughs> All right. Well, now we have plans for the so for when we do like a Vegas in or a podcast in person, <laughs> in not person. Rem, not remote. You just have to convince your wife that you're allowed to come here. Yeah, let's not talk about that. It's for the podcast. I right. play basketball. No, I think that actually makes a lot of sense. That's a special event. That would be. That that would be like episode, what would be a good one? Episode 100. What? Oh, celebrate the 100th episode by co- yeah. doing it in person in Vegas? All right. Yeah. Remember that for 2020. I'm already making notes. Because that's when that would happen, right? We, we, could accelerate. Yeah, we could accelerate. We'll do like 30 episodes next week. Yeah, just to get through the numbers. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, that was good. Well, thanks for the interview. Yeah. Next week, we interview Morris. Are you going to have questions ready like I did? <laughs> I. Uh, I will have one question and then you have to talk like I did. No, that was, I had one question led to me talking for like 30 minutes. I had leading questions. Yeah, you did a good job. See, it's only going to get better. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do we have, do you have a thing ready to go? No, do you? No, you're supposed to have some kind of slogan to to like send Uh, it out. Nah. All right, uh, the search the search continues, and then you'll have to have yes. it ready for next week. I'm just gonna quote the Suck Dog song. I want to die. It sounds right. nice. Whatever she says. All right, that's a good that's a good outro. <laughs> All right, till next time. All right, cheers.